is over, but we are just getting started here on Post Show Recaps. That's right, it is full spoiler recaps. We're binging a new season of a show every week and chatting about it in full spoilery detail in just one, count them, one podcast. I'm Jess Sterling, and today we are discussing Scott Pilgrim Takes Off, and I am joined here by my ex and the leader of a league of my exes that is coming to get me, Chris Leader. Ex-podcast host. Uh, that's what you meant, right? Like we've done other exactly pods together. Like we used yes. to podcast about Succession. We don't podcast about Succession right now. So we're no, ex so exes. Even yeah. though we're also doing this podcast every week. But yeah, you know, who's, we're who's exes counting? in other ways. Yeah. <laughs> um this uh, i'm from toronto that's a way that's a way i'm connected to there this, you go. this canadian yeah. yeah canadian yeah, yeah. It's perfect i'm excited to chat about scott pilgrim takes off with you jess yeah yeah i uh for those who who aren't aware i have never scott pilgrimed a single mm. version of scott pilgrim in my life so this was very new to me uh so i cannot wait to chat about it because i let me tell you i went into this i had no expectations i had no idea the entire the plot you know, I had no idea who was even all involved in terms of voice actors and such. So I went in with a completely clean slate and my experience was very interesting. Uh, but uh -huh. you, Grace, I know you are much more well-versed in the Scott Pilgrim universe. I mean, much more. I don't know. I am well, you've seen the you, you saw yeah. the movie before. The, but like, OK, have you seen yeah, the movie once? Mm, I don't think so. I think I'm OK. Was. I've seen a lot of clips of the movie though, um, like TikTok okay. and stuff. Yeah. So I have never watched, or I've never read the graphic novel either, which mm -hmm. um, uh, we were corrected last week. And I said, oh, I, I feel like it's heavily based on the movie, which it is in the sense that the entire main cast from the film adaptation returned to reprise their voices. But the uh, actual story is more like the graphic novel than it is the movie. Mm -hmm. uh, I think there's like some pretty noticeable changes between those two, like the TV and the movie compared to the graphic novel. So um, yeah, versed ish uh, a little bit. Uh, so, but I hadn't visited in a while. I'm, I am, I do would like to watch the the movie Scott versus the world. Um, I've not rewatched. I didn't have time before we, we, we got together, but I, but I would like to watch it. Yeah. Can I impress you, Grace? Mm -hmm. Can I impress you right now? Yes. Yes. I not only watched the entire series. Wow. Okay. I watched the movie today. Wow. 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 So very impressive. Now I know I have Scott Pilgrimed both the world and taking off. I we've, have done we've, the both. We've watched the same amount of Scott Pilgrim. So. But we watched them in different orders, which that's I true. think is a more fascinating way to look at this. Um, so yeah, that's what we're going to be talking about today in full mm -hmm. spoiler detail. So if you have not watched the series, all eight episodes, they're on Netflix. You can go watch them now. They're like 30 minutes a piece. Honestly, yeah. very, very bingeable, very yeah. easy to go from one episode to the next, I will say. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, so then pause and then come back and listen to the podcast. Of course, mm -hmm. while you're at it, you can subscribe pushercups.com slash full spoiler recaps. Uh, and if you want to see everything Pusher Recaps is covering currently, go to pushercups.com slash subscribe. Cause there's a lot of TV happening still it, always every, every day. Uh, so go check all of that out. Um, but Grace and I are going to start talking about Scott Pilgrim takes off. So this is your final warning. Mm -hmm. Um, this was so interesting so mm -hmm. interesting and i felt like obviously knowing it comes from like a graphic novel and then it's you know you're having an animated product makes sense to me it felt like a very smooth transition mm -hmm. when i first started watching this as an animated series grace i didn't understand how it wasn't always an animated 
serious. Like it did not compute in my brain yeah. that this would have been able to be live action. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, you know, it's interesting though. I think for, for me, as I was watching it, I definitely liked it. I definitely thought it was an easy watch, but I don't know that I loved it as much as I have been seeing people say they love it. So I'm very excited. Okay. I was very nervous that we were both going to come in and you were going to be like, this was really my jam. And I was going to be like, yeah, I'm really like exactly like, I wasn't like over the moon with it. I thought it was pretty fun. And there's definitely stuff in here. I liked but yeah i mean it is kind of the perfect uh yeah i think to your point it's like almost surprising that they made the movie first it does feel like in in this world it feels like, like the opposite order yeah it does feel like that a little bit uh-huh yeah yeah um so yeah so do we want to do the quick plot recap before we jump into like our thoughts and feelings on every aspect of this let's do it Yes. So the story revolves around Scott Pilgrim, who's basically unemployed, but he is the bassist of a band called Sex Bobomb. Um, and he does live in the great city of Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Um, he's also roommates with Wallace Wells, um, uh, who, who we'll get into more. He doesn't have a super central role to the story, but uh, he's in there. Voiced by the wonderful Karen Culkin. Um he meets Ramona Flowers, a girl he's been dreaming about, and he starts dating her despite already dating a girl named Knives Chow. Um, Ramona's exes, known as the League of Evil Exes, um, and uh, note predominantly Matthew Patel, target Scott at one of Sex Bobomb's show, and they seemingly kill him. Um, Ramona looks to figure out who killed him and why, and after a series of battles and confrontations, Scott's uh, roommate, uh, Neil, writes a mysterious screenplay, and Ramona suspects it holds the key to all of these strange events. Basically, as the story unfolds, it's revealed that the League of Evil Exes created a portal to the future, and Scott was actually transported there by a future version of himself. And he learns about his future with Ramona, where they date and get married, but eventually divorce. And basically, older Scott is trying to actually brought Scott to the future to prevent him from dating Ramona in the first place so that he would not experience heartbreak. Um, Ramona eventually finds Scott, uh, but they are attacked by an even more future Scott, who is furious that Scott did not present or prevent himself from dating Ramona and causing him, therefore causing him heartbreak. Future Ramona, Scott, Ramona, all the exes fight off future Scott and basically save the day. Uh, the end of the, uh, the the TV show sees uh, Gordon and Julie plotting against Scott and Ramona, um, seemingly setting up uh, potentially another season of Scott Pilgrim takes off. That's basically what happened. There's a lot more we'll get into um, with the exes and Wallace and all sorts of other shenanigans. Yeah, this is wild. This so I didn't know what to expect, mm -hmm. right? Like it, it's it's obviously very cartoony. They're in a band, okay? It's kind of like teen drama, teen drama comedy kind of thing is how I felt. And then we meet Ramona. Everything is great. And then Scott dies, yeah. and I he takes feel like up. I blacked out. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, this is a joke because there's just coins left. And then he's no, like they have a funeral. And I was like, maybe I should start taking this seriously. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then it's the and then we have the and then the seven evil exes. And I was like, okay, now I understand what I'm watching. I am yeah. now I my you know, my reality has been figured out. I understand we're in a world with like, you know, magical vegans and portals. And like yeah. robots and uh, really like, you know, uh, Ramona versus Scott Pilgrim. Like, yeah. you know. Yeah, it's a it's an animated show. It's a graphic novel based on a graphic novel. It feels very anime. Like it's very like anime, obviously video game 
um inspired it's like, street fighter where it's like this yeah. person versus this person type of thing yeah and you have Very the guy who's always fighter. like rolling his fists if you're watching the video That's on right. pressure and, the, and they're also doing a lot of like this emotion where it's just like back arms back and, and they forth just, to show that have you seen the fight? tiktoks of people that are like pretending to be video oh. game characters no but that's great i have seen <laughs> maybe some of the like fake grand theft auto ones or whatever so some yeah, of my so. favorites are the ones where people are just doing the like starting position where they're like kind of yeah, moving good. back and forth um or the good. ones where i think i've seen one where it's it's more of a um open world type of what uh -huh. mmo type of game uh -huh. and it's a character that like you can't they're like walking uh -huh. on top of chairs uh -huh. and then their head turns very awkwardly as they're walking into walls yes. um those are some of my favorites they're very funny yeah so yeah I, I mean noticeably i think the big difference between for me it even surprised me that scott pilgrim disappeared because that is not my experience from the movie he is very much in the movie and you cast michael Sarah at the time a fairly even then a pretty well-known yeah actor. like juno's happening yeah yeah uh oh, super bad super right bad. Yeah. yeah so I, I don't know he was on rest of development obviously too right so um it was also a surprise to me that Scott Pilgrim disappears at the beginning of this movie. And it's much more about Ramona trying to figure out who's responsible for basically killing Scott Pilgrim, which we'll eventually learn. I thought it was pretty fun. I actually thought this is another show where I thought kind of the first, like kind of those middle few episodes, I was like, eh, you know, I don't know if I'm like loving this as much as like, I feel like the sentiment that people are having. I do feel like the ending is pretty good. I feel like it like culminates in a way that makes a lot of sense and is pretty narratively satisfying. Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the stuff that I liked about it was, I don't know, something about Ramona changing her hair a bunch of times and always having the same kind of little segment of, of clips of her doing that. I really mm -hmm. enjoyed, I thought the idea of like the seven X's and the way they executed the flashback scenes was really effective um, mm -hmm. because I think they're really great breadcrumbs to show some of Ramona's flaws throughout. And she, we kind of get like a little bit of a summary towards the end of like, yeah, she always runs. Like that's her thing. She like doesn't really know she's hurting people as she's leaving them behind, uh, but she always runs. And I love how that was kind of set up throughout the episodes. Of course, it's very cheesy and like extra in a really great way. Um, and of course, I mean, the voice actors like the the list of of people that are involved in this project and the fact that they were able to get everyone back to me just proves like how great of a time they must have had in the original scott pilgrim versus the world um and uh grace you know and anyone who has ever listened to me podcast probably knows i don't know anyone like i very mm -hmm. i struggle i struggle a lot with recognizing actors like very well-known actors i'll know them from something that's very embarrassing to even like remember they were in mm -hmm. uh i just i generally don't know people and so of course my husband is like don't look up anybody see if you can guess like who these people are like will you uh -huh. recognize these voices uh -huh. so my question to you grace is of all of the people that were involved in this project who do you think is the first person i was able to identify and i think maybe the only person i was able to identify kieran calkin right of course naturally yeah. Mm -hmm. Wallace Wells, Mr. Yeah, Roman Roy himself, specifically because let's be real and say Wallace is like a bit of Roman. Like they are very uh -huh. much similar. <laughs> yeah. Gay Roman, I think is like gay yeah, Roman. You know, yeah. Gay yeah. Roman. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I yeah. really remember, I think, um, 
Kieran Culkin so vividly as Wallace Wells in the original movie. I'm trying to look. It comes out in this movie comes out in 2010. Mm-hmm. So I yeah, I'm around the time where I'm not out as trans, but I definitely am out as as gay. And so the, the fact of like seeing, you know, a Culkin is a is a name is a is a name. Yeah. I knew, and I didn't know Kieran that much, but seeing him in there, I mostly knew him as a as the younger brother on uh, in, in uh, Home Alone. I was but, just gonna um, say he's the one who pees the bed if he has too much Pepsi. Yeah, but this was a very like I don't know. I think 2010 is like a little bit of a different time in terms of um, sort of. Uh, he's not uh, the biggest name, Colkin. Yeah, but also uh, I think just like for queer characters, like there's not oh, yeah. a ton. Like there, there he's are very some out. Like yeah. he's, he's like yeah. very much out, and like to the point where he's like romancing some of his friends' boyfriends, which was very, was really funny. Uh, watching in in both the the movie and the show. Yeah, and his story is not about coming out. It's not a tragedy. So I really much, I really enjoyed um, that. Like, there's like this, of like, uh, what movie should we rent? It's like, yeah, what about one with a hot guy? So they, that, that's like, and it's so nice that Scott's like, okay, sure, well, I'll do that. And he like mm-hmm. finds one of the the movies to order, which is he's also doing it so that uh, he knows Ramona is going to deliver um, uh, the DVD or whatever. But um, yeah, it was, I was, it's, it, I thought Kieran Culkin was excellent as the voice of Wallace Wells in this. Yeah, yeah, but it's yeah, a litany he's... of people. In no i and here's the thing to my dismay i don't know how i didn't recognize michael Sarah's voice i feel like he has a very very recognizable voice however some of these other people i feel like are putting on a specific voice to the point where it's more difficult aubrey plaza very easily identifiable like as Mm -hmm. soon as she's on screen i know it's her because it's 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 literally the character she plays in everything which is uh snarky dry comedic timing uh very irritable character um but yeah, I didn't really recognize anybody else. The toughest one I had actually, uh, Chris Evans really threw me for a loop because he's putting on a very low yeah, register. He's, he's being a bro. <laughs> Jason Schwartzman, I think, does enough like uh, voice acting that it's hard for me. Like, I feel like he's all for me very recognizable. Um, mm-hmm. You have uh, Anna Kendrick and Brie Larson, obviously, in there as yep. well. Those are basically the names that I'm like, oh yeah, them. You know, everybody else. So, there's some very fun. Um, like cameo stuff of people who like weren't in them in the movie um that that were very fun particularly for me simon Pegg and um and uh the other guy who always is in movie oh and nick frost uh are in there weird al yankovich is in there um mm-hmm. cal penn bone yang yeah but yeah yeah so it's like it, i mean come on there's so 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 many recognizable people in this and obviously they were also in the film um but everyone does a really great job i think the the characters themselves are really fun and interesting i feel like if you have seven x's you better make them pretty distinct because otherwise they're all kind of going to blend into each other i felt like that was pretty well done like i was able to identify the only trouble i think i had a little bit was uh, figuring out vegan Tom versus the blonde twin because they were both like blonde bros mm-hmm. and I got a little bit mixed up. Um, uh-huh. But the twin, you know, the twin is one of the twins. So I I thought it was really funny and I liked the general idea of like, and I really liked, which we'll talk about kind of the comparison to the movie because I really liked that we followed Ramona throughout yeah. all of the show. And so when we got to the movie and she wasn't like the lead character, mm-hmm. I was like, Oh, oh, I'm a little disappointed. Like, I really liked Ramona. 
Yeah, I I think that at the time, like you, I think if it's Scott Pilgrim versus the World is the movie, and then you cast Michael Sarah, I think it makes sense that they don't want to disappear him for the movie, oh, of or course. and they want him around, and so they alter the narrative so that he's he's the one fighting the exes. I do think that you know, in turn, there is some fun there in the terms of like putting. So these are exes who you think, um, and and also like Scott is not a. I mean. There's literally a line in this show where they're like, turns out it's kind of frowned upon for a 22-year-old to date a high school student. Which like, Hated that. Ooh. My least, least favorite aspect of both TV show and movie mm-hmm. is like, this is gross. And yeah. um, I Wallace, to his credit, is like, break up with her. Break up yeah. with her. Break yeah. up with her. Like, uh-huh. um, But yeah, hated that. Absolutely hated it. Yeah, there, I've seen some like critique of it that like Scott is actually not really supposed to be super, you know. He's like twenty three. Well, no, but uh, he's not supposed to be like rootable. Like he's not supposed to be actually like maybe oh. a good dude. Um, which I think hmm. the TV show probably does. I think because he's gone for so long, and then the way it works out at the end, right? Like I feel like the the. I mean, there's a way in which with the TV show, there's a way in which like you could argue that like that's not who Scott will become, like basically the Will Forte version of himself. But on the other hand, seemingly. And so, again, we're dealing actually with another show. We talked about bodies a few weeks ago, which does have time travel. We were talking about the type of time travel it is. Mm-hmm. I do feel like Scott Pilgrim versus the world is whatever happens, happens time travel, even yes. though Scott Pilgrim thinks like old Scott Pilgrim thinks that it is you can change the future, but you actually can't because like well, a lot of people he, think that about time travel. Yeah, it's true. So, um, yeah. So in a way that is who Scott's going to become. So in that sense, he's like probably not a great dude. No, right? I, like, I agree with you. I think the show yeah. does a better job at setting up Scott as like not necessarily a, a, the best protagonist. Like he just kind of is. Whereas I feel like Ramona is the protagonist of the show. I think the movie, it's much more Scott's story and about, and we're, we're, I guess we're rooting for him in the movie. I mean, I, I guess I was, yeah, yeah, sure. I was rooting for him in the movie. Um, so yeah, I, I, but I like that tweak. And I know you said this is based, not based on the movie. It's based off the graphic novel. Um, Mm -hmm. so that makes sense to me, but I really liked that aspect of the show. And so, so I will say like, because I watched the movie second, when I got to that, I was like a little disappointed in terms of like, dang, I really, I got, I really grew to love Ramona as a character. Well, I think that's one of the things I think that is resonating for people is that people do really like uh, the movie. I don't think it was like a huge success at the time, but it basically became a bit of a cult favorite. Um, Like, I don't think it made its money back at the box office which is typically like a pretty good way to sell. so i don't i don't think it was just like huge success but i think it had a little bit of a run of being um uh very well received um in the years after its release but i do think like when you look back on it and yeah the changes they make to scott and that ramona gets a lesser role it does feel like i know it's 2010 but it does feel more of its time than i think this this feels pretty like you know there's that can be a little bit more exaggerated, but also in a way I do think it's more fun for it to be Ramona who is working through her exes. Like she has the information as to like why her exes might have done it. And she's sort of like going through to find them. That's like the first few episodes, right. Is like her encountering mm-hmm. each of her. It's exes. almost like a whodunit. Right. And I yeah. like that. Well, it's, we're it's getting... a who did it? It's a who did it. Who did it. 
And uh-huh. it's like a, but it's also like a monster of the week in a way on the show right. where like right. each week we're knocking a, an X off of the list, which I really enjoyed. Obviously that's not, it's not the same as the, how the movie handles it, but well, yeah. The movie is I'm just like, like Scott fighting them all. And I think that like, if you're going to recreate something, why would you just create it the exact same way that the movie, yeah. and the movie made changes again, that I think makes sense when you look at it. Like you have Michael Sarah in your movie. So you're going to make sure Michael Sarah is like front center in your movie. This, you don't need to do that. You can like have Ramona. And so these fights are like very much like sometimes it's not Ramona versus that. It's like a different uh, fight that's happening, right? A different fight that's happening. Yeah. Like yeah. The episode where she- different yeah. Right. So th- I think that's really fun. Yeah. And I like that there's like a battle for who's going to be the leader of the, mm-hmm. the exes. I thought that was really fun that we have, um, we have Matthew Patel go up against his name ends up being Gordon. It's a Gideon or something. Yeah. And then we have yeah. the whole like Gordon and Julia he's, situation. He's which Gordon really Goose, fun. but also Gideon Graves. That's yeah. right. Uh, dating but I, I Julie really, Powers. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. So he's dating her. And uh-huh. that's really interesting. So yeah, I really, I enjoyed the way the show worked in that it was kind of like a monster of the week format. But I thought, again, like the animation style, I really enjoyed. Like that to me was very much in my comedy zone. I thought they did a really great job. It felt, I don't know, Grace, you tell me, like, I mean, we grew up in the 90s. Like that was, that was our cartoon era. So you had Mm -hmm. things like. Uh, maybe a little bit too early for or too old for us would have been like a Ren and Stimpy, but like Rocco's Modern Life, Rugrats, like those, you know, SpongeBob, those types of things. I feel like this kind of fits in with that somehow, like the comedy aspect, not the style of animation, well, but the comedy. I think, I mean, it's, you know, the idea that it's like, there's like the Street Fighter thing. It doesn't like look like Street Fighter, but it it has the aesthetic. I don't know if this makes sense. Mm-hmm. Then I'm like, well, there's the slash across the screen and there's like verses. Yeah. yeah. And so I feel like actually like this is very like pixelated, but like in a modern sense. So it's like not like, I mean, it looks a lot like, uh, it looks like the graphic novel to a degree. Um, mm-hmm. It does feel like all of these things sort of coming off. Um, the page, uh, the the movie gets credited with being what's called like transmedia, um, which is basically yeah. this this thing of like using multiple um, techniques of your storytelling. And I feel like while this is like certainly completely animated, it does have that graphic novel feel. It has a video game feel. It has like an animated TV show feel. I also just think the aesthetic just works perfectly. This is a thing that I feel like you know, when Into the Spider-Verse, uh, is that the first one? Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse? Can't remember. Does it Across the Spider-Verse? Can't remember which is the first one. When it comes out, that feels like, oh my God, this is perfect for this type of, like, this is perfect for what it's trying to do. And I feel like a lot of, like, animated movies have then tried to, like, take that style and, like, mm-hmm. replicate it. Like, t- Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles worked. I think that that there just kind of, like, looks like that. I think that that works because... It's also in the same vein of like Spider-Verse, Ninja Turtles, like these like comics animated shows we watched when we were kids where I don't think everything necessarily like, but I think what like Spider-Verse did so well and from the first one to the sequel is like it, it's so the animation style is so reflective of what it's trying to do. And not that like animated shows aren't always basically trying to do this of like, does it feel like the animated the animation style reflects the story you're trying to tell i mean it's always mm-hmm. trying to do that but i do feel like this one in particular like scott pilgrim takes off that like it's so in sync with like what it's trying what it is with like what it's trying to be i think in the animation style is blended mm-hmm. like really really well yeah yeah i only had one like 
teeny tiny thing that I don't really understand the artistic choice in. Uh And it is to have the character, uh, the Uh 17-year-old, Knives. uh, Knives. Sorry, Uh I'm like blanking on her name. Knives. Uh-huh. Why were her eyes completely black instead of like having pupils like everyone else? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I it don't like know. really weirded know. me out for some reason because there were no whites of her eyes. It just felt like I was staring into an empty hole of a person and it really weirded me out. And I don't understand the choice behind it. So that is certainly how she looks in the graphic novel. I do. Okay. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know why. It Someone was just an interesting thought, choice. And I was wondering, like, was it because she's younger and they want to like signal this is the 17 year old? I, I don't know. I mean, I thought she Todd was will very, tell us why. Todd I'm sure. Why. Thank yeah, you, Todd, uh-huh. in, in advance. Um, uh-huh. But, but yeah, it was just a, a very interesting choice. But yeah, I wasn't, I was not a huge fan of that. Uh, that as the storyline in general. Um, but I, I love the animation style and it made sense when I then watched the movie, how it has kind of like a la heart stopper, right. Where there's things on the screen and the hearts and the little, like, oh my God, sparks are real sort of thing, uh, happening. I, I really enjoyed that. What did you think about the change to, um, to Ramona Flowers' job? So in the, in the Mm. movie, she delivers for Amazon, and mm-hmm. in the show, she does, she delivers Netflix DVDs, which was really funny because I was like, oh, oh, now I know exactly what time we're in. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty fun. I wonder if this is like whether or not the movie could get the rights to to oh, that and whether that actually might be product placement in the in the movie to be oh, the yeah, Amazon, of course, of course, uh, yeah. delivery girl. But that doesn't really bother me. I, I do love, I do really like this. And actually, I think one of the first teaser trailers i saw was just the scene where they order the dvd and then scott sits in front of the door and he's like you're just gonna wait and he's like yeah and then like the like cutting to like time change i thought was like really effective um Mm -hmm. so i i i like that uh and of course it's there's so many nods to the movie too that's one of them because that scene is basically directly pulled from the movie there are a lot of those nods which i thought like fans would appreciate while still getting a different product overall you know yeah um yeah i really i really loved that i'm trying to think of some of the other changes well one change that is not made from one piece of media to the other is that it's set in the great city of toronto what did you feel like i feel like toronto is not it is often in media but as fake new york mostly of course (laughs) a lot of stuff gets filmed in toronto a lot of tv shows get filmed toronto and movies i just um was listening to a podcast uh with uh, sofia coppola who recently directed elvis and she was like yeah it's pretty interesting challenge to like make graceland in toronto and like you know make toronto seem like memphis but you actually kind of can um but i really as somebody who I love, I love Toronto so much. I, I think this is like such a great city. I think it's like, so like, um, I think there's a ton to do. It's a great summer city. There's like uh, the Island you can go visit the CN tower. I like love when I like, cause I didn't grow up in Toronto. I grew up in a very small town outside of Toronto, about two ish hours. And so every time I'm like walking my dog and I just see the CN tower, I'm like, Oh, it's so cool. It's right there. It's like, was the tallest building at one point. So I love it being represented as like this place and the, and like, all these characters being Canadian Canadians do have a thing where we get so absorbed by American 
media that that's why we like super celebrate anything that you you love so, to be like anytime anyone brings up like okay ryan yeah. gosling he's canadian canadian he's canadian there's <laughs> he's a ours. few things he's ours. it's because our media is so absorbed and and our actors have to be like pretty much successful they have to go to america like you yeah. you can have a certain level of celebrity status in canada without being so if you're on like you know canadian uh tv shows Mm-hmm. or comedy shows or whatever but for the most part to really make it to really make money you have to go to america and so it, it does become this like points of pride because we're so we watch so much american media um like almost yeah. everything i watch is american to the point where canada has laws about how much content on tv and the radio has to be canadian content to make sure that like companies just won't put only american content on right mm-hmm. it's the canadian content laws so um yeah i do i do love that this movie is like uh or the tv show is set, all of it is set in toronto and we get to celebrate yeah. toronto a little bit i mean yeah. we got a, a couple a's especially oh, out yeah. of yeah. scott himself can uh, i just ask you I, you probably know how to do this but you, can you just say where the the name of the city that this the show is is set can you just say it for me oh no i okay say- I know the it. difference is that one person has the just t- and one d- uh-huh. Toronto. Yeah, Tor- you said it right. It's Toronto. You don't really have the okay. second T. It's Toronto. Toronto. Yeah. Not Toronto. It's Toronto. 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 <laughs> that was very Moira Brooks sounding. If you Toronto. Get, uh, Canada actually has like a super pretty like, uh, um, you know, there's a lot of like people, like most of people, a lot of people live in like the rural parts of it. And so there's like the, mm-hmm. you know, I've done the Canadian accent before, but like, yeah, you get, you could get, you know, you could get real Toronto there, but you know, what is you know, a, you go out Mrs. And, yeah. Mississauga? Mississauga is, Mississauga? Uh, it's part of the greater Toronto area, the GTA. It's a tough it's like, name. Technically. Yeah. We have Scarborough and we have Etobicoke and he, all these are like, you know, part of the greater Toronto area. Cause the city of Toronto used to you know used to be smaller obviously and then expand and it's like reaching these other cities and so like mississauga is now part of toronto but it's part of the greater toronto area yeah. so it's, it's almost like how... it's like what you would say like brooklyn right like that's the, like that's like oh that's i live in mississauga like you, you yeah. pretty much live in toronto but that's yeah you live in mississauga got it i was uh-huh. looking up to see how far of a drive it is for me to go to toronto uh, cause I've never been, I've been to eight I've or nine hours yeah. to Canada. No, no, not even, uh, about six, oh. yeah. uh, wait till the summer. It's Toronto's a great summer city. Well, uh, if you're going to, you can I come in the winter, say, but like, yeah. mm-hmm. the thing I was going to say that I really liked about the show was because we were in Toronto, we got to uh-huh. see like the snow and they yeah. have like some cute moments in the snow specifically, which mm-hmm. I really liked. I love seeing snow depicted in any form of media because I'm uh-huh. just, basic um but <laughs> i really enjoyed that and i liked that it was set in a, a city that is not new york city because there are there's so every movie every movie especially christmas movies they're all set in new york city and yeah. you know some of us we could we could do other cities it's yeah. fine we're you big know? cities I say this, as a new yorker yeah. we could yeah. do it's we could do other cities it's totally cool with me yeah, not a lot of media gets set in Toronto unless it's like Canadian media. So yeah, yeah and like you said, it's all it's all fake. It's all like this is New York. Yeah. Nah, it's yeah. not. It's Toronto. My favorite um, is like when I go to work and I'll be like, they do a lot of filming down where I live for movies. Um, but you know, 
if you think about it, a Hallmark movie has to be filmed like probably in like July. So you'll just yeah. see like a faux Christmas tree shop, like yeah. in an alleyway with like fake snow, and you're just like on the streetcar in July. You're like, that's weird. <laughs> I always think when I watch Christmas movies about how hot all the actors are, probably in, in all the their big winter coats. Oh, mm-hmm. brutal, yeah. absolutely yeah. brutal. Yeah. Um, no, I like the setting. I think it's wonderful that it's set both set in Canada and that it is set in Toronto and that it highlights the city in a way. Toronto. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tarana. Tarana. Mm-hmm. Go for a rip, eh? Yeah, go for a rip. Yeah, bud. <laughs> I still don't know what that we'll means. Get a double, I, know double. I, I know you say it. It just means basically get in your car and go drive. Are you somewhere. doing donuts? Or are you just. No, it just kind of means like, oh, yeah, I know we're up for a rip. You know, we were just like, where did you go? Like, oh, we just drove. We like, we're for driving. A rip. We were driving somewhere. Yeah, basically. Yeah. With your mm-hmm. toque on, you know? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Toques or beanies for those who aren't versed in Canadian. Also, wasn't uh, I'm trying to see now I'm forgetting between the show and the movie. I think the show is that someone comes out of their trailer eating a uh, a popcorn bucket filled with poutine. <laughs> yeah. Uh huh. I think uh, I think this is um, th- is this Todd? Who ends up dating- oh, no, Todd. Oh, it was it- the vegan vegan. Yeah, right? it's vegan because then he, he becomes obsessed with like uh, butter on this popcorn. But yeah. Uh, yeah, can we yeah, talk about point, the, yeah. the vegan superpowers? Because that was one of my mm-hmm. favorite weird things about this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's kind of the only one who just like like has super like everything else is like pretty much. Yeah, the like, twins are just smart, right? The twins are smart. Like even the technology about like the robot creates the time travel devices, right? Yeah. Um so, but yeah, there's just like vegan superpowers that you get. And they, you know. uh, in, in, it, see, now I'm getting confused. I think it was the sh- show or in the movie where they take away his vegan, he broke the laws of veganism right, and they, right. they take away his powers. I think that's from, cause he's eating the butter, right? I think. Yeah. So it must be from the show. I'm so sorry. They blended yeah. together at this point yeah, in my yeah, mind now because yeah. I watched mm-hmm. them so close together. Um, but should we do some superlatives? Because I think Let's we have some fun options here. Let's do it. Um, so we have the best, I, I don't know, best scene is, of course, when we talk about usually on most of mm. these podcasts. Anything come to mind, Grace, for you for the best scene? Oh, um, I do like, I mean, it sounds, I mean, this is the thing where it's like, it's hard when it all blends together. But I do, I do like the final fight scene against like future Scott. I do, I do like mm-hmm. that. Um, I don't know. Anything coming to mind for you? Um, the, the, Okay. Young Neil, um, I do like, and the entire scene where he thinks he wrote a script and he says that, like, oh, the night demon or something, like, there was like a night demon. Oh, yeah, that entire scene had me cracking up because I was like, what is wrong with this person? (laughs) What's wrong with Neil? Is Young Neil okay? (laughs) Young Neil. A lot of um, did you watch Silicon Valley? He reminds me of a lot of Big Mouth. He I just didn't know. stumbles into things that are happening, like he just like all often just ends up like his yeah. stock will sell for a bunch of money or whatever. But um, I really liked Ramona when she dyes her hair at the end. I like that. Of like, okay, black. I like every Ramona. time she dyes it because every so time cool. I'm like, yeah. I wanna, I wanna dye my hair cool colors. Yeah. Um. But uh-huh. my my problem is, um, if if there was a Ramona IRL that dyed her hair as often as that Ramona did, it would definitely fall out. Like, there's just you can't bleach your hair that that much, uh, and not have it just be so just like straw, basically. Um. Mm-hmm. So I'm very jealous, but I I couldn't because my hair also just hates color. It like rejects everything. It really doesn't like to stick. I know uh, Todd was hoping to make sure that we get the end of the musical, but the Scott Pilgrim musical is pretty good. Also written by 
by Scott Pilgrim uh, Musical. Yeah, at the end, right? That's the oh, musical. oh, in the yeah. sorry, 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 sorry. Yes, yes, yeah. yes. I thought you meant that. Um, I I misunderstood and thought you meant there's a whole nother like media no, no, product. No, 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 no. no, no, no. <laughs> no. I, Which I is, really uh, I believe, musical. also written by old young Neil. It's just, oh, I wonder if we're related. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it. I thought that was great. Yeah. Uh Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. Favorite character. Uh, I can go first on this one because for me, it was very easy. Yeah. I see Kieran Culkin. I love Kieran Culkin. Okay. I hear Wallace. I love Wallace. I love Wallace Wallace too. Yeah. In both the TV and the movie, I loved Wallace. I just, I love his just like quiet snark. And he's always just there for I in the movie. I loved the running gag of him always telling Scott's sister what he's up to. Even when he's passed out, he mm-hmm. somehow manages to let Scott's sister know what he's doing. Um, yes. I, I I can't help it. I see Roman Roy. I love Roman Roy. That's it. OK, fair. I was really thinking you were going to go with Ramona. So I'm I, I almost did. But I know. Yeah, well, you got to like Ramona. So that's yeah. Good. Ramona is yeah. really, I think. A really well-developed character. Like I agree. I just yeah. think she's very interesting and rootable because, let's face it, like the reason she goes on the journey in the first place for the show is because of a guy. And right. that, I think, on a different character might not be something we're necessarily as like gung-ho about. But mm-hmm. I don't know. The, the way Ramona handles that, I feel like makes me more interested in her and makes me want to know more about her. And I think her entire journey is very, very good. And like, I, mm-hmm. I love the way she like hugs herself at the end. You know, I just thought mm-hmm. it was a really great journey for Ramona overall. Yeah. Um, typically we have like, you know, if there's a uh, one to do, we have best death. If there's any death, I think I, I have like best fight um, yeah. as, a, as a, as a replacer for best death this episode. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, I love the final fight. I think it's the best. I think it's I was going to say that too, because yeah. it, it's just so interesting and fun yeah. uh-huh. and like complicated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I love the, the nod to the movie where Scott stops to like tie his shoe before yeah. they, they run it. I, I thought that was really funny. Uh, so yeah, that was my favorite fight as well. Yeah. I do like the Gideon versus Matthew fight as well. And then there's mm-hmm. one where, it's someone versus a bunch of, is it, I can't remember who has to fight a bunch of things, but I remember being like, oh, the paparazzi, is it Lucas versus the paparazzi? Yes. I think yeah. Well. Yeah. That was There's fun. really good. I thought it was really good. The fight scenes were really good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, do you have a favorite X of the seven X's? Uh, the yeah. yeah one, obviously. What? Was... <laughs> I said you could count the twins as one if you want. No, no, they, no. It, it's got to be Roxy because it's the queen. It's she's the lesbian ex. <laughs> yeah, you know. Yeah, I think it was I think great. And I loved that. the. Yeah. I loved in the when they're because in the in the in the show there was like a they're working at like a blockbuster or something, right? Uh-huh. Uh, and her like kissing the other friend and then being yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Eh, no, no, it's not really. There's no spark. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Yeah, I thought yeah, it was I, funny. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I don't know. I tend to like the one who's kind of the most obnoxious like i i really loved matthew patel (laughs) i just thought he was really funny and i don't know gideon kind of lost me when he lost his mojo a bit you know yeah Mm -hmm. Uh, although i did one of the other things that i almost put as my favorite scene is when him and lucas bro down and Mm -hmm. then julie returns and she's like what have you done to my apartment Mm -hmm. she's pissed (laughs) yeah Mm -hmm. 
yeah. All right. Um, uh, yeah. Shall we rank the title? Rank the- yeah, the theme song? Yeah, yeah. So I think I'm missing one in here. I have five, but I think I should have six. Do I I have number uh, one continental? Upload, I think uh we had put like here. I'm just gonna That's put it right. in. I think yeah. I think it's I think it's there, I think. Okay, yeah. so right currently we have number one, the continental from the world of John Wick, two is the fall of house of Usher, uh three is bodies, four is upload, five is all the light we cannot see, and six is wolf like me. Yeah, I wonder uh, if we should be Pilgrim. like, uh, if if you and I should have a bit of like a rating system for this, so that uh, like we personally can know where it goes in the rankings. That'll be interesting. We can sort of give an update. Like, because we're gonna get a little bit overwhelmed. Is like we're like twenty weeks in and we're like number one. Let me list <laughs> you know? the entire uh, thing. Whereas if we like <laughs> a little bit like out of ten some things, we maybe can then be like, okay, that's gonna slot in like fourth, and then we'll give the update. Um, oh, we can way. also, I guess, put them into tiers if that's easier. That we could do as well. Uh, that's fun. Uh, maybe we uh, should do that. Okay, maybe between this week and next week, we'll t- come up with uh, like the the rank, tier the names tier and rank. stuff. Yeah. But my initial thought, Jess, is this is far and away the best theme song. I think that number it, one it, with a bullet. It fits the show so well. It's this thing and it, it does. Gives you that nostalgia, right? I know. There's a thing it does is that it very easily the way that the thing like the title goes. It does this little bit of a thing, and then Scott Pilgrim takes off, comes on the screen. And then another show would be like, that's it. That's the thing. And then it goes into the full song, and it like does the full thing every time. And I'm like, oh, so fun. Like I, I like I kind of like get lulled in. It's like, oh, yeah, for, maybe they're just going to do the little like like Survivor, right? When they would do like they used to yeah. do the full uh, tr- uh, ancient voices, and then they just like did the like, you know, little like, and now um but but they don't every time they like do the little scott pilgrim takes off thing yep. and then it's like okay and then the full song it's so good i loved it it gave me nostalgic vibes for like old video games and i feel like it fits the vibe of the show because not only is it gosh it's so hard to put the way music makes you feel into words sometimes mm-hmm. it gave me both a nostalgic retro video game feel but also a teen like angsty sort of vibe as well so like picture a rom-com from the early aughts combined with retro 80s and 90s video games and that's what this music was and it felt so spot on for the show that we also got and yeah. grace i have to say i didn't skip the intro much no, and i either. watched I watched this in two days. So you yeah. know I was watching them back to back to back and I still was like jamming every time. It's so good. Uh, it's also a Japanese song. I think it's by, uh, I'd have to get it uh, right. I'll, I'll try to see if I can get it, but it's, it's, it is very good. Uh, I like that it's in Japanese. I know that this show uh, was also uh, dubbed in, in Japanese as well with a full Japanese uh, voice cast. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, it's Bloom yeah, by it Nick the- Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yep i was just looking it up yeah bloom yeah. is the actual title of it uh yeah i really loved it I, it just felt perfect for what the show was agreed. so i'm really happy to put this in the number one spot yeah agreed mm-hmm. uh so yeah that those were our thoughts on scott pilgrim takes off i really enjoyed it like i said i think if i hadn't enjoyed it i wouldn't have bothered with the film but it certainly got me interested enough to want to check out the movie especially when i found out that Oh my gosh, it's the entire cast. So like that's yeah. incredible. That must mean they had such a great time. And I feel like that does translate onto the screen. If an actor is having a good time, sometimes you just like, 
it's just the the cast felt like very close and fun together. Uh, so mm -hmm. I really enjoyed the movie as well. I do have to say, like, if I had to pick one, I liked the animated series better, but the, I also watched it first and I got really attached to Ramona being the lead. And so I think that really threw me for a loop in the in the movie. And I like the monster of the week feel of the show as well. So yeah. uh, any final Very thoughts, fun. Grace, from you on uh, Scott Pilgrim? No, I, I really liked it. It's not like my favorite thing I've ever watched. I, I love that people are loving it, though. Like, it's really been the overall sentiment um, that people have really enjoyed it. So if people were huge fans, they loved it. If they were just checking it out sort of the first time, that they also seem to really enjoy it. So I'm, I'm happy we, we covered it. I thought it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, so should we tell people what we're doing next week, Grace? Let's do it. Mm -hmm. uh, so you want me to yeah. No, yeah, no, yeah. you go. You say it. You reveal yeah. it. Yeah. So we're going to be talking, we're going to stay on Netflix. There's a show coming out. I believe it comes out uh, this upcoming Friday. It's called A Nearly Normal Family. And the, the synopsis is the world of a seemingly perfect family shatters when a shocking murder proves that they're willing to make desperate moves to protect one another. I believe this is British as well, I think. Um, so I'm excited to, it might be Swedish, uh, actually. Um, Ooh, I would love that. At it. So yeah, we're going pretty international here. Yeah. I love watching international things because yeah, it's a, it's a Swedish drama yeah. mm -hmm. uh, based on a book it, too. Yeah. It makes mm -hmm. me feel so much uh, better about myself because I'm watching things that at least they have You're fancy so, accents. So cultured. Know? Yeah. Ooh, uh -huh. I'm so cultured. I put my uh -huh. pinky out when I drink my uh -huh. drinks now. Uh -huh. Listen, I've been to Europe now, Grace. So I feel like I can say oh. mm -hmm. I'm a world traveler. I'm a, yeah, you are. Yeah. <laughs> Not the whole world. Just a little part Just of it. An Italian little, traveler. <laughs> I'll be to Greece too. Okay. Uh, sorry. By the way, if you Apologies. don't eat feta out there, people, you, you gotta eat feta. It's and it's I I had a Greek pasta salad for dinner. So there you go. You're doing it, Grace. <laughs> also <laughs> cultured. So cultured with your pinky out when you held your fork. <laughs> yes, that's right. Uh, so that's what's next week. A nearly normal family on Netflix. So make sure to check that out if you want to hear us talk about it. Uh, and don't forget to subscribe if you haven't already. PosherRecaps.com slash full spoiler recaps. PosherRecaps.com slash subscribe is where you can see where we are covering, what we are covering, when we are covering it, all of that stuff. Uh, Grace, what else do you have going on? Um, so Dr. Man and I are chatting about The Curse, which is a pretty wild show. I think people are generally unsure how they feel about it when they're watching it. So maybe you need <laughs> a man and I to like, yeah. Yeah, to help you like talk through it because I think it's fascinating. I think it's like very intentional, everything that's happening on the show. Uh, Shannon Gus and I are chatting through The Crown. We're doing part one weekly. So check that out. Um, we just wrapped up our Tales from the Loop coverage. Uh, Rich and I are talking about Yellowstone. Then Ariel and I are talking about Pusher Recaps Theater. Each week, a different movie. This week, we are going to be talking about uh, the new Hunger Games movie with uh, with Melissa Woodward. So we're very excited about that. I'm on social media at High From Grace. What about you, Jess? You can find me at the Jess Sterling. Uh, honestly, I don't have a ton of Pusher Recap stuff going on, but you can also find me on Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. Uh, we, are, we just started our Felicity coverage. I'm very, very excited. Um, Felicity has lost her mind and it is like, uh -huh. like literally girl you okay bb like whoo these characters Hilarious. are something else uh so we're having a ton of fun over there uh we also just celebrated win november uh we watched edward scissorhands which is also a movie that like what is happening um mm -hmm. so check that out we're heading into our festive season 
And uh, beyond that, um, I just I left also... 25 years later. You're just like that. Felicity has lost her damn mind. <laughs> she has. <laughs> so she funny. really has. I've never <laughs> seen the show, but she's lost it. She's it's lost so it. I don't know if she'll be years. able to find it. I know. I know. <laughs> So um, uh, you can hear me guest. Uh, I guest appeared on one indescribable podcast to talk about girls five Eva, which I, if you know me, I love busy Phillips and uh, she's on that. So, uh, and also Hamilton obviously. And we have the, the amazing Angelica Schuyler on that show as well. Uh, and then of course I also guested over, I, I, I came over to Ariel and Chappelle's little podcast about Grey's Anatomy and we drafted doctors and it was messy fun. And that's the, that's how I would describe that podcast. Messy fun. So if I keep thinking that I, I've never watched Grey's, so there was somebody named uh, Dr. Draft. (laughs) Exactly. Dr. Draft. Uh, so go check that out because it was a ton of fun. Uh, and you can find me at the just Sterling on Twitter. Um, if you want to check out anything I have going on, but we appreciate you listening and until next time you've been fully spoiled and you've been fully recapped.